Ladies and gentlemen, welcome your asses back to another episode of Sniffin' Lines. This is your boy Hunter Mickles. We got a lot of talk about in this one. As you guys know, I didn't have a I didn't have an epi- episode out last week. That's my bad. Had a lot going on. Um, but we're going to talk about a lot in this one. I know I've slowly turned this uh, podcast into a little bit of a gambling podcast. We're going to kind of get away from that in this one. I'm going to try to make it quick for you guys. Thursday's episode will be a lot longer. We'll have locks of the week. We'll have a guest picker. I believe we got my buddy Nick Ryder as a guest picker this week. See how he does. But in this episode, I'll recap the most recent locks of the week. And then I'm only talking about one game that happened Saturday afternoon. For those of you guys that know me, you know what game I'm talking about. I'm talking about that fucking hose job that happened to the Iowa Hawkeyes. But before we even get into that, let's talk about the locks of the week real quick. Starting us off, we got Blake in first place yet. His record has moved to 19-5. and five. He started us off with Missouri minus 7. That was a W. Then he had Rutgers minus 4.5. W, never a question. And then this one was my fault. I told him. I apologized before it even happened. We had the same pick. We both had North Carolina minus 23. Virginia won that game outright. Blake, if you're listening, I'm sorry. That one's on me, man. I will never follow one of your locks again. Uh, I apologize. You should be 20-4 and four right now, 16 and, or 15-0 and 0 in your last five weeks. That's my fault. So Blake, 2-1 and one on the week. Moved to 19 and five on the season. Then we got Ryder at 18 and six on the season. He went two and one this week. He had James Madison at Marshall over 49 and a half. That was an ugly one. Uh, it was like three to two at one point. That was a loss. Started off with a loss. Then he had Air Force minus 10 and a half at Navy. W W. I think they won by 11 or maybe more. I don't remember, but that was a W. Then he had under 31 and a half in, of course, the Minnesota at Iowa game. Oh, my God. Every time I even say Minnesota's name, I fucking want to punch someone in the face. All right. So, Ryder, 18 and 6 on the season. Then we got Tate. He was he was hot to start the season. He is now 14 and 10. He had Minnesota at Iowa. He had Iowa minus 3 and a half. That was a loss. Iowa should have won that game by 5. He should have won this. But... Fucking, mm, never mind. I'll get into it here in a second. Then he had Utah at USC over 53 and a half. This one hit by a by a good amount, uh, about 10 or 11 or something like that. So Utah at USC over 53 and a half, W. Then he had Washington minus 27 at home against Arizona State. Boy, what is Washington doing? Like, that was bad. I know it was a hangover opportunity for him, but that was ridiculous. So Tate now 14 and 10 on the season. In fourth place, we got movement. CJ has moved to 12, 11, and 1. He started us off with Rice plus 3.5 at Tulsa. Rice won this game outright by a million. Uh, so that was a good start. Then he had Temple plus 20.5 at home against SMU. SMU won that game by a million, so he lost that one. And then he had UCF plus 17.5 at Oklahoma. UCF almost pulled off the upset. This was almost the week of the upsets. It truly was. But UCF didn't pull it off, but they covered the plus 17.5. So CJ went 2-1, moving them to 12-11-1 on the season. Good enough for fourth place. In fifth place, we got Healy, 
at 11, 11, and 2 on the season. Uh, he started us off with BYU plus 3 at home against Texas Tech. They won the game outright easy, no doubt about it. Then he also had Iowa minus 3.5 at Minnesota. Should have won. It should have won. I'm almost tempted to just change these to wins because that should have been a fucking win. Um, anyways, uh, that was a loss, I guess. So then he had Nebraska minus 11.5 at Northwestern. Uh, Nebraska won by, I think, 9. So close, but no cigar. Uh, so Healy went 1-2 and two on the week. 11-11-2 total. And then we got myself, Hunter, at 9-15. and 15. Uh, 9-15 and 15 on the season. I went 1-2 and two this week. Started us off with Oregon, team total, over 39.5. They scored 38 points. Depressing. Just my luck. What can you do about it? You know what I'm saying? What can you do? Then I had the USC team total, over 30.5. That barely covered, but it won, so that's a winner. And then I had North Carolina minus 23 at home against Virginia. Should have been an easy-peasy win, but Virginia won outright. So, again, Blake, I apologize. That's my fault. Um, I will never follow you or anybody on here again. Uh, so that's my bad. So I am 9-15 and 15 on the season, went 1-2 and two this week. Here's the updated standings. Blake at 19-5, and five, Ryder at 18-6, and six, Tate at 14-10, CJ at 12, 11, and 1. Healy at 11, 11, and 2. And then uh, myself at 9 and 15. Our total record on the season is 83, 58, and 3. If you guys were to follow everybody else's picks but my own, you guys would be 74, 43, and 3. So, um, wow, I fucking suck. Holy shit. That's my bad, guys. Just start fading my picks. I mean... I don't have the record on hand. I'll talk about it more on Thursday, but even my other bets haven't been going well. I think I dropped to below 50% again, or I might be right at 50%. Uh, I can't quite remember, but I'm not doing hot lately, and that's on me. Uh, I need to pick it up. I apologize, fellas. All right, that's all the gambling we're going to talk about on this episode. Let me take my hat off, brush my hair back, scratch my eye, do a little cough. <clears throat> That Iowa-Minnesota game, ladies and gentlemen, just thinking about it, I want to put a fucking hole through my computer screen. I don't give a fuck if that's a rule, okay? I don't care if you're not allowed to fucking wave your hand a little bit to tell your teammates to get out of the way. Every single fucking player on Minnesota tried tackling Cooper DeGene. No one thought he called a fair catch. N nobody on Minnesota's sideline Thought he called a fair catch. Um, no one on Iowa sideline. No one in the fucking stadium thought he called a fair catch. He made seven Minnesota players look like fucking Pop Warner players with his little fake spin move back into the field of play. Cooper DeGene got fucking robbed of one of the greatest plays in the history of college football. No shit. Like, maybe top ten greatest play in college football. Like, I don't care. If you make seven dudes miss when you're one foot away from the sideline, it's a fucking great play. Those fucking refs, Tim O'Day, of all people, I want to fucking punch him in the nards, man. What a fucking clown show. 
He gets suspended, his crew suspended two games back in 2015, 2016, whenever the fuck that was, because they didn't know the fucking rules. How is it right that you can go to the fucking monitor on a replay and be like, oh, he kind of waved his arm a little bit. Bring back, bring it back, bring it back. God, I fucking, oh, I want to, mm, I want to kill someone. You want to know who I want to kill? PJ fucking Fleck, that fucking clown show, bald little fuck. You know, he's such a fucking pussy. He puts on a show for the fucking cameras. Oh, he started crying after the game a little bit. Then he was the last one out on the field taking in the moment. Fuck off, PJ Fleck. Then he had the audacity to go into his goddamn press conference the next day and say, yeah, the only thing they did wrong was not calling it on the field. It was obvious, blah, blah, blah. PJ, you looked like you wanted to fucking cry your goddamn eyes out when that play happened right in front of you. You fucking pussy bitch. Give your wife her yoga pants back. I want to punch you in the face. You got such a punchable face. PJ, I'm going to send this to you on Twitter. I'm going to tag you in this fucking post. I hope you listen to this podcast. You are a fucking clown show. I absolutely despise you. You do everything that you do for the cameras to try to look like some fucking awesome, nice, super cool coach. Fuck off, PJ Fleck. You're a pussy bitch. All right. Oh, yeah. I I reamed into him there a little bit. That's my bad. I could probably say a lot more, but I don't want to end up in prison for the rest of my life. So I'm going to end it on that. Um, No, actually, I'm not going to end it on that. Let me talk about Tim O'Day a little bit. That fucking clown show ref comes out. He tells Kirk Ferentz that they're looking to see if he stepped out of bounds. And then they go and review a whole different thing. How is it the fact that he graduated from the University of Nebraska and the booth replay official graduated from the University of Minnesota? How are they allowed to ref that game? How, how is that even fucking allowed? I want to fucking talk to the Big Ten officials I, I don't know what the fuck just happened in that game. Iowa got hosed. Seven, they should be 7-1. and one. I feel horrible for the players. Like, they deserve to win every game. The only thing about this is that it really exposed Brian Ferentz that he needs to get fucking canned. Brian's just as bad as P.J. Fleck in my book. Like He, he just looks like a douchebag on the field. Um, he, he's just a fucking cock muncher who doesn't know how to call plays. Simple as that. Um... I could call plays better than him. I could call fucking four verticals every single play and put up more yards and points than his fucking offense does. It's not that fucking hard. Like, I don't understand it. Brian Ferentz doesn't deserve a job at even a Pop Warner offensive coordinator position. He's a fucking clown show. I don't know what the hell he's doing out there. And I don't even know if it's fully his fault. It probably has something to do with Kirk just not letting him do what he wants. I, I don't know. Kirk needs to retire at the end of the year. I love him. He's the only coach I've known being an Iowa football fan my whole life. I'm 23, only known Kirk. But it's time for him to go. He is this Iowa team with this defense the past six years could have been national championship contenders with even a competent offense, but we're not. Um, we're winning 10 games some seasons with a bottom three offense in the country. Imagine a top 70 offense in the country. This team could be in the college football playoff year after year, but they're not. So it's time for Kirk to go bye-bye. It's time for Brian to go bye-bye. And it's time for P.J. Fleck to get punched in the fucking face. Simple as that. 
All right, guys. Appreciate you guys listening. I'll have another episode out Thursday. It'll talk about a lot more gambling. I just wanted to rant into this microphone, and I wanted you guys to hear what I had to say because I, I figured it'd be kind of entertaining. Um, there's a lot more I could say, but like I said, I don't want to end up in prison. So, again, appreciate you guys for listening. This was another episode of Sniffing Lines. Peace.